Chapter 34 The Lata Mandapam The young woman walked swiftly along a narrow path that meandered through an almost impenetrable mango grove and Vandya Devan followed her swiftly No easy task this So dense was the foliage the luxurious growth of bushes that he stumbled often Once when he hesitated having almost run into a tree the last turned back to stare at him What are you dawdling there for Surely you haven't forgotten the way you have eyes that can even pierce the darkness haven't you Vandya Devan simply brought a finger to his lips and returned her own answer Shh scrabbling noises and muffled commotion outside the palace walls reached them at that moment It sounded like men scuffling about Man and girl walked on a little distance A few moments later Vandya Devan gave a low chuckle The young woman turned and raised an eyebrow See anything that amuses you? Nothing I see. Only what I can hear. And what would that be? Don't tell me you didn't hear the footsteps of those who were pursuing me hotfoot. I couldn't help laughing at the thought of their intense disappointment. She looked suddenly fearful. Someone's pursuing you? But why? Why else do you think I was squatting at the bottom of a wall, bumbling about like a sightless loon? The wind rustled through the trees. unsettling heaving branches a stray ray of moonlight fell on vandya devan's features the girl gaped at him face wreathed in perplexion what on earth are you staring at he queried i was wondering if you were well you if i weren't i who else would i be well you had a large mustache the last time you came didn't you But how intelligent my girl a man like me who makes his living climbing on and off walls at night do you really think i could survive without a disguise to suit every occasion and you look well younger too as to that a man in good spirits always drinks from the fountain of youth you're in good spirits why the gracious and bountiful condescension of your beautiful maharani would ensure the happiness of anyone Don't you dare mock her. She may be the young queen now, but there's no doubt she will become a maharani someday. My sentiments exactly. Ha, huh, you agree, do you? And what's to stop you from arguing that she became one only because of your magic and tricks? Why, you wouldn't even hesitate to demand half the empire from her? By this time, Vandya Devan had learned a good deal of what he intended and stayed silent, choosing to spend his time instead in furious thought. Who he wondered was he really about to meet the young queen of Paravur equally it could be Chinna Paravetaria's daughter who had lately married Madurandagatevar his escort was leading him towards the palace obviously under the firm belief that he was some sort of a magician and now he was about to meet this mysterious Ilayarani but how on earth was he to conduct himself in her presence ah oh, be still my beating heart As long as you retain your courage there's still hope. After all there would be no dearth of clever ruses he could use to make his escape. His brain had never failed to help him out of precarious situations. Why on earth would it betray him now especially against a woman? They approached a large palace but went neither to its front entrance nor the back. Instead they seemed to be making straight for an appendage that jutted out from the building proper. a sensual beautifully carved and decorated lada mandapam in fact
On closer inspection, it became clear that this artfully embellished gallery was actually built as a passageway that connected two enormous palaces, both of which seemed to be markedly different. The one on the right shimmered against the night sky, lit with glowing lamps filled with the echoes of human voices and sounds of occupation. The palace to the left, however, had not a single lit lamp, even a tiny one. Its walls rose to the sky, pale in the moonlight, but it remained shrouded in silence and darkness. Once they were at the Lada Mandabam, the girl signed to Vandya Devan to stay where he was. It was only when he obeyed that the young man drew a deep breath and promptly took in the presence of flowers around him. Such fragrance, such a deep, overwhelming scent. Why, they wreathed around him, rose to his very brain and almost overpowered him with their heady perfume. The young woman entered the gallery and obviously engaged in conversation. For a sweet, feminine voice immediately joined hers. Do you even need to ask? Show him in at once. I've been waiting an age. That voice. It wound intoxicating tendrils through his senses and turned him giddy with pleasurable anticipation. The Padavur Ilayarani, no doubt. In an instant, he would be in front of her. How was he to handle the situation? And she, what would her reaction be once she saw that the man who stood in front of her was not the magician she awaited, but the one who had rammed into her palanquin? Would she be taken aback with surprise? Perhaps she would be delighted. Or, or would she choose not to reveal any emotion? But stay. Here was his young guide back at the entrance of the Lata Mandabam. She was gesturing for him to enter. Vandya Devan walked to where she stood and peered within the gallery. In an instant, the scene entered his brain through his eyes and seared itself into his memory. A lamp glowed bright, affixed to a stand of burnished gold, sending its rich, vivid radiance into all corners of the gallery. Some sort of incense had obviously been blended with the oil. A sweet fragrance threaded its way throughout. An ornate saprakuda couch stood strewn with fragrant flowers. On it reclined a young lady, majesty and grace limning every part of her. It was indeed the young queen of Padavur. If she had seemed lovely in the stark light of day within her palanquin, she appeared to be the epitome of exquisite beauty at night. A very goddess come down to earth in a divine glory, seated on her couch, her stunning profile thrown into relief in the golden radiance of a lamp. Said lamp's dazzling light, the gently soothing incense, the Paduvur Ilayarani's striking beauty, all these served to send Vandya Tevan off kilter, his senses reeling, brain fuzzy with the sheer magnificence of it all. Careful, Vandya Teva, you dared to touch liquor only once, but you still remember, don't you, the terrible power it had over your faculties? The way it rendered you senseless, weak and inebriated. You swore never to touch a drop again. Remember your pledge and steal yourself. Do not succumb to this intoxication far, far more powerful than those of spirits. Nandini, young queen of Paravur, gazed at him. Her soft coral red lips parted a little in surprise, revealing pearly white teeth. Her temporary speechlessness served to assist Vandya Tevan's cause to tell the truth.
he laughed gently and gazed back at her. My lady, your maid entertained the strangest suspicions about me. She wanted to know if I was a magician or not. And how do you think she chose to address it? She turned to me and asked, Are you, you? <laughs> he chuckled again. Nandini smiled. A flash of lightning dazzled Vandyadevan's vision. A sweet shower of honey seemed to drench him. She's certainly prone to a variety of strange fancies, I'm afraid. Vasuki, why do you still stand here like a tree? Return to your place. And if you hear the slightest footstep, slam the door closed. As you wish, Amma. And Vasuki retired, walking along a pathway that led within the Lada Mandabam towards the brightly lit palace, reached her place by the dimly lit entrance and sat down. Nandini lowered her voice a little. She didn't quite believe that you were a magician, you say. Silly little fool. More than half the ones who call themselves so are deceivers, I tell you. But you, you truly are one. What sort of spell did you weave to suddenly spring up here? Nothing quite so dramatic, my lady. All I did was climb a ladder by the wall. That is quite obvious. What I meant was, what sort of charm did you use to fool this young woman? I turned on the full force of my charismatic smile on her under the light of the beautiful moon. Failing that, I was hoping to show her the palm tree signet ring you kindly bestowed upon me. So, you do have it safe. Surely you could have just walked through the front entrance in broad daylight. Why skulk around in this stifling darkness? If you wouldn't think it amiss, my lady, I should like to inform you that your brother-in-law Chinna Padavetariya's men are thieving rascals. First, they tried to make away with my clothes and belongings. Next, they followed me around the city without leaving my side an instant. Ah, the devious ruses I had to employ just to slip their nets of surveillance. I managed to escape, run through all the alleys and bylanes I could think of, wriggle through nooks and crannies and finally made my way to your palace, wandering all around it. That's when I clapped my eyes on the ladder against the wall, heaved a sigh of relief that you had remembered this pitiful creature and tried to aid me. This I know now to be a mistake. Accept my apologies. There doesn't seem to be a need to offer any. But why not, Amani? You weren't quite that far off in your assumptions. Do you know why I wish to consult a magician? I'm afraid not. I confess I have no knowledge of either sorcery nor astrology. I've been thinking of you ever since last morning, you see. I wondered why you hadn't come to visit me yet. And that was why I wanted to confer with the magician. Surprising indeed. What is? What you said just now. Because I've been thinking of you ever since last morning as well. Do you believe in past lives? The threads that bind us from one birth to another? What exactly does that mean? I've heard it said that sometimes when two people are bound by friendship or some sort of relationship in one birth, that bond continues in their next births as well. Until yesterday, I would have laughed at such an idea. Now though, I find that I am beginning to believe in such things. For all outward purposes, Vandya Tevan was merely spouting a convenient lie. But in his mind's eye, it must be admitted, flashed a memory of the young woman he had encountered at the Kudandai astrologer's home. Nandini, however, had no way of knowing his innermost thought processes, had she? 
the young queen of paruvur assumed vandyatevan to be talking of her but that wasn't why you wished to visit me was it there was some mention of a message from alwar kadiyar nambi yeah, indeed yes amani delivering it was certainly my first intention once i set eyes on you however i simply forgot everything where did you meet alwar kadiyar what was his message to me a little outside veeranarayanapuram he was at that moment trying to establish the superiority of vaishnavism with the strength of his staff periya paduvetariya's grand procession passed us on their way to kadambur at that moment doubtless sounds of his argument must have reached your ears for you put out a slender golden hand and pushed aside the silk screen of your palanquin that was when alwar kadiya recognized you and wished to send a message he believed that i would be able to pass it on as i stayed at the kadambur sambuvarayar palace that night but much to my misfortune i couldn't gain an audience with you until outside the tanjavur fort and that was only because your palanquin knocked into my horse nandini had been gazing at some point above her all this while vandyatevan could not gauge her thoughts or emotions from what he could see of her expression when he finished however she turned to him indeed her face was wreathed in an exquisite smile the palanquins i climb into always happen to be wickedly troublesome don't they 